Hey everyone, it's Annie and Brady from the Never Growing Up podcast, a Disney Parks podcast for adults. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe and leave a rating for us on whatever app you're joining our conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links for all of our accounts are in our show notes. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another new episode of the Never Growing Up podcast, a Disney Parks podcast for adults. Today, I think, I think we may finish our World Showcase tour so we can move on to another damn park. (laughs) I think. Um, So stay tuned. We're going to be starting with France. We're very excited. Hello. Good day. <laughs> hey, y'all. How this is, is your morning? Hello. Good, Good day. How is your wife? <laughs> I need six eggs. <laughs> well played. Well played. That's like very appropriate. It is early for us to be recording. Usually we're recording like, well, for me, it's like later afternoon and you, it's like early afternoon, but it's early. Early, yeah. Yesterday, you're like, yeah, twelve to one. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. And then I stayed up until like three because me and my friends are playing video games. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta wake up at twelve and do a podcast. And then I was like, oh shit, it's twelve her time. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) We're just trying to get as much as many episodes as we can with Brady before he leaves. Yeah, this is officially day two of quarantine. Oh, super, super fun. Well, guys, I'm Annie at WDW Collective, and with me is my most wonderful co-host. Hi, guys. It's me, Brady Cam. Also known, wait, hold on. It's Brady McCleary, known to you as Brady Cam as Instagram. (laughs) We're not doing our (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, um, we're going to be hopefully finishing our World Showcase tour so we can move on to another park. Because <laughs> I feel like we've been F- in F- Not that, I mean, Epcot is my favorite, so I'm not mad about it. Um, and you know what? Last night, So last night, um, we're recording this the day after the Super Bowl. Um, and last night, we're, it's so funny because um, you weren't feeling well. I wasn't feeling well either. I had like a migraine and like my back has been killing me because I've upped my workouts recently. And so like, I was just laying in the dark, like in my bedroom, Nick was in the living room watching uh, the Super Bowl, And I decided to put on like old, like on YouTube, you can find them like old Disney vacation planning videos. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, so hyped to, to record today because I was like, I want to talk about it. Let's go on an adventure. Yeah. So, um, and those, if, if you're wondering, if you're just listening to this, you haven't listened to us for a while or you're new, um, Brady is going to be deploying soon. Um, so that's why we're trying to get as many episodes with him as we can. Um, and we will be having some rotating guest hosts until he comes back. Yeah. So when you wonder why he's in quarantine, that is why. (laughs) All right, fam. Let's get started with France. Omelette du fromage. Oh, look at that. There it is. Thanks. Thanks, Cartoon <laughs> Network. <laughs> oh, is that where you learned that from? <laughs> yeah, Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, I, you know, I've never seen that show. Isn't that weird? Uh-huh. I don't really watch a lot of Cartoon Network. The only time I watch Cartoon Network is at night to go to sleep. We put on, like, Family Guy or something. It's like Family Guy and Rick and Morty, and I fall asleep to that. So then sometimes when I wake up and I forget to turn the TV off, like, weird cartoons are on. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I would never be able to fall asleep to Rick, Rick and Morty. I cannot stand that show. It like I would I would go to sleep and just have the most hate filled dreams. So you know what? I'm not a huge fan myself, but my husband loves it, and I just put it Come on. Come on, Morty! Come on, Morty! Let's go over here, Morty! Morty, we gotta go to the Disney World. Come on, Morty! Let's we're over here, Morty! Like, come on, shut up! We know his name is fucking Morty. I know. I'm not a huge fan. My husband's a big fan. Um. And so we, I put it on because, like, I have to have the TV on to fall asleep. Obviously, you've experienced this. <laughs> I have. It's a, you know, do you know, though, I can turn the – I've gotten to a point now where I can turn – and this has taken 37 years. 
I can turn the TV off at night. Like I can have it on. I can fall asleep to it. But now I've been able to wake up and turn it off. This is oh. a new thing in the pandemic. I don't know if like I don't know. What to be fair though, like you didn't have the volume up very loud. Up. Like you were able to have it. To, I mean, I have to have silence when I'm sleeping, and I was able to sleep just fine. Except one night when I was snoring too loud. <laughs> Guys, I'm a mess. No, I don't even know how my husband sleeps next to me, quite honestly. It's a good thing I'm not a sleepwalker. So anyway, <laughs> France. <laughs> For some reason, Nick has this like theme song to the France Pavilion, and he calls it Drinking, 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 France, France, France. It makes no sense, but I think it's usually because we are um, a Mexico-starting family. Um, uh, so by the time we get to France, we are intoxicated. <laughs> drinking, 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 France, France, France. <laughs> so I think that's kind of why that happened that way. Um, because, you know, the ultimate decision is, are you a Mexico starter or are you a Canada starter? Mm. And, and we have that argument here several times on the Never Growing Up podcast. <laughs> But it's a beautiful, beautiful pavilion. It's currently under quite a bit of construction because there's a big time new ride coming there. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm super excited about. Remy, what is it called? Remy's what? Remy's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Yes, that is correct. And it's supposedly opening in this summer, I believe. Um, so it's supposed to take you through, uh, Gusto's restaurant and obviously you're in like a little rat mobile. <laughs> I don't know what they're call it. It's like a little rat, little mouse thingy that you, that you said it. And the ride is already kind of in existence. Big old hockey puck. It does kind of look like a big old hockey puck. And it's already, if you have been to Disneyland Paris, you have already had the opportunity to ride this ride. Um, it is an import from there. Um, so we're super excited. I think it probably would have come out earlier if the whole shutdown didn't occur. But here we are. Um, I never really understood what a trackless ride is. Like, how does it go? I want to say magnets. I wanted I you to say magic, but magic. Here we are. <laughs> it is magic. So we'll, we'll go we'll go with magic because I might sound like a total idiot saying magnets. <laughs> um, but I, I it's, it's a stunning pavilion. I personally I've been to France. I've never been to Paris, and this is really styled after like the Belle Epoque era. For those of you who know the eras of French history, it's the Belle Epoque era, which is like turn of the century, uh, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. If you are a fan of the movie Midnight in Paris, while I know we are not allowed to like Woody Allen, I do love some of his movies. And this is before all of his shit came out. So anyways, Midnight in Paris is one of my most favorite movies ever. And the whole the whole thing was one woman being obsessed with going back to the Belle Epoque era in Paris. I just said a lot of words. <laughs> I love that era of time. <laughs> but it's, it's a beautiful... Um, it's like kind of like sh- like you see like some chateaus, like chateau type of s- kind of situation. Obviously, very much B- Belle Epoque styled um, signs as you see throughout. Uh, and then they have like a uh, tiny little Eiffel Tower that's supposed to look bigger than it really is, which is pretty cool. It's a beautiful, beautiful um, pavilion. Super pretty during um, Flower and Garden too. Yeah, they got all those flowers up in the front by the oh. water fountain. My cat is going crazy. <laughs> um, one of the things that I so so and also we'll talk about this when we get to the menus too. But some of our favorite drinks and snacks are at um, the France Pavilion. A lot of them that people don't really know about. Like if you go into one of the stores called Van de France, Van de France, I should say. Sorry, that sounded hillbilly. Um, <laughs> Van de France. Van de France. Vince de France. Um, <laughs> there's obviously a ton of French wine. On the other side, they have a lot of very Pr- Provencal, um, which is the only part of France I've been to, like the south of France and Provence, um, style of decor and shit <laughs> on the other side. But you can get some really nice, expensive glasses of champagne um, if you so wish uh, right over That's there. That's where Matt and I get our anniversary glass of champagne. Oh, yeah. We do that too. That is also one of our one of our locales that we get one of our drinks. And um, 
usually we will stop there during any of the festivals um, to get a glass of champagne versus like one of the booths where the lines are insane. And the lines are usually pretty dead um, in Vendée France uh, because, you know, everyone's going to the booths. They're not really going inside. Um, I've never eaten dinner in the France Pavilion. Have you? Or no, I've never. Pavilion? The only thing I've ever eaten in France is tucked away in the back. They have that little pastry, like, yeah, service thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and all I got there was, like, a really good cookie and the uh, beginning of my love of ma- Macron's. Yeah, that's the only thing that I've had um, there as well in the Léal uh, Boulangerie, which we'll talk about in a, in a short bit. Um, that's the only thing that I've eaten there is Macron, usually because the lines there are just nuts. And quite honestly, I'm not a – I do, like – French food. I like um, Southern French food because it's not so butter heavy. French food's like rich. Like rich. It's so much butter and cream and I just can't, my stomach does not, does not like it. I might as well just like go home after if I ate a meal at the French restaurants but we are going to talk about the French restaurants today. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's unfortunate. But, like, yeah, all I've had – I've never gone to L'Artisan de Glace, which is, like, ice cream and gelato. Um, But I'm sure it's it's good. So it's a beautiful, beautiful um, uh, pavilion. I don't necessarily go into one of the pavilions that's full of perfume because it's – It is overwhelming. Can we actually – you know what? This is is still pretty accurate, though, for most of the – the, like – pavilions that have like a beauty section like italy has this england has this too where they have like now i don't know if any of y'all have ever worked in a department store cause like in the cosmetic area the makeup area where they have people and and i did for i was a manager for estee lauder for a long time and uh you know how like people like just come at you and want you to smell shit yeah that's what happens in these pavilions and i hate that yeah, I'm pretty sure Italy's got one too. They do, they do. And it's just like it's so. Crazy. Sometimes they don't even come at you, but like they've got all of the scents. It's like okay, you didn't need to spray all of them today, you know? Like I could oh. walk up to each of them individually if I wanted to, but now I'm like g- bombarded with scent. Yes, and it's like real thick ass perfumes. Like this is not. It's first off, I'm not a big perfume wearer. Um, so it mainly just cause like Nick doesn't really like it. Um, and also it just kind of bothers my head. So they are like the strongest smelling perfumes and it's just, I, I can't go in that beauty. And they have like a whole or Guerlain, like that whole line. I think actually most of that, that pavilion is, um, sponsored by Guerlain. Um, and it's just so strong and I can't handle Like, why can't you just, even if it was like Chanel number no. five, like at least it'd be powdery, like Guerlain perfumes are like horse. Who is buying that? Oh, in Norway too. Norway with the one perfume that they smell or they sell. <laughs> in smell. What is that called? Layla, I think. That thing has been there since I've been a child. I am 37. I'd say that's like back in 1904. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's just like, why do y'all got, I mean, I get it. Like it, you know, people, you, it's, this is like basic ass marketing this is what estee lauder did actually here's my here's here's a bit of a little cosmetic his his make a fragrance history for you uh estee lauder um couldn't get her um when she first started her brand she couldn't get she went into Fifth avenue no one would sell her and she started with one fragrance which was youth do and if y'all know what youth do smells like it smells like old lady um but i mean it was in the, uh. it, it's, it's so so rough but anyways the way she got it to sell, she went to Saks Fifth Avenue in New York City and she, quote unquote, accidentally dropped a bottle of Youth Do and all the ladies be smelling it in Saks Fifth Avenue in New York City. And they're like, what is this amazing perfume? And so that's kind of how this all started from Estee Lauder. It's all wow. her. Yeah. So that's what that's what people do now. That's why they spray shit. That's why Abercrombie does that. They actually wash their floors. They put some of the fragrance in the floor, like how they wash the floors. And that's why it smells like that all the time. You know, I had a I worked at Hollister for a very, very short amount of time uh, back in high school. Mm-hmm. And I did. I, I was at the interview and they were like, so why Hollister and not Abercrombie? <laughs> and I was like, 
well, you know, I like Hollister clothes. They fit me better. They're a little bit better, you know, more affordable. And I just feel like Abercrombie is like kind of uppity and the people in there are just kind of rude. Right. And they're like, you realize they're the same company, right? I'm like, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's what oh, uh, got me the job of being the person that comes in super early in the morning and restocks and folds everything versus the people who walk around and sell stuff. Yeah. I hear you. I, I mean, we all start there. We, we all do that. I did that like with Express for a long time and then I went over to Estee My retail life was long and I wish to never relive it. But um, yeah, I'm just looking at, I'm just scrolling down through some of the articles that we are using as reference. Um, and yeah, I was right. It is Guerlain. Guerlain perfume is just friggin rough dude uh, um, but yeah so plume plume a palette which is the place that i'm talking about which is where all the perfume is beautiful little place but they do they bother you and i feel like this is one of the few places in disney and and this is not specific to france it's specific to anyone who has like a beauty area i don't know i'm assuming they're on commission because they like bother you i'm like get the fuck away from me i do not want i am not here to buy perfume in World Showcase, okay? <laughs> Get out of town. Although some people might need it. Oh, you know what, though? You are speaking the Lord's truth right there, okay? <laughs> Especially in the summer, man. There are a lot of countries who are just not into the deodorant lifestyle. And that is a choice they make. But here we are. Oh, it was called L'Esprit de la Provence. Yeah, so I was right. I think it's fun. I actually like that store and it's connected to the Levant de France. But let's talk about some of the places that, that we can eat. Yeah. Not everything is still open. So Monsieur Paul is still closed um, because you know, everything, but everything else is actually open in France, which is different than a lot of them. So where do we want to start? Do you want to start with where you want to start? Anywhere you tell me I got my app open, ready to look it up. Well, let's start with, since we were talking about it, let's start with Léal Boulangerie Patisserie, um, which is like a little bakery slash deli, if you want to talk about it, like, in, uh, in English terms. Um, and I have only, like, we were talking about this a few minutes ago, I've only gone there and had macaron. So I've never had, like, a meal of food. <laughs> Although the menu looks really good. Um, they have sandwiches, salads. Um, they actually do have... Like uh, quiches, like crook, monsieur, madames, stuff like that. Um, so let's see, what do we got here? And it's lunch and dinner, so it's same, and it's always packed. Like it's pretty ra- rare to go back to this. It's um, connected to a little gift store, which I I do love that little gift store. It's a little more Paris driven type of shit, but <laughs> um, it's it's fun. They have a lot of like cute mini stuff, which I love. Um, so the sandwiches they have a hamon beurre. Which is a ham and cheese sandwich. Although burr is butter. Yeah, Dijon mustard butter. That sounds real good. Ham and cheese, Dijon mustard butter on a demi baguette. That sounds really nice. I don't like ham. You don't like ham? No way. Like if I ingest poison, like shove a piece of ham in my mouth and everything that I had in the last 10 years will come up. Oh, no. They do have, uh, they have another croissant, ham au fromage, just a ham and cheese, bechamel and a croissant. Brie au palm, which would be their vegetarian. This is obviously not vegan, plant-based. Brie apples and cranberries in multi-grain bread. And a poulet au pistou, um, which is chicken breast, cheese, tomato, red onion, and pesto. And those sandwiches. I mean, I'm vegetarian, so I can't really get the hem on, but I'd probably get that. <laughs> I guess I'm going to just go ahead and go with the uh, croissant salé. Egg, cheese, and bacon. Oh, you're down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through on stuff I would actually eat. Actually, all out of all of this, I would probably get... First off, I love an Isois salad. I am a whore for an Isois salad. Um, <laughs> tuna, potato, egg, beans, tomato, and dressing. Fantastic salad. Yes. It is very good. It. Yeah. Oh, they have a lobster bisque? What are you getting a lobster bisque? Unless it's cold outside. Fan. Oh, you get a cheese plate, which I bet you. Could you imagine if that thing had a baby belt? That would be hilarious. I would finally be happy. 
can't imagine they had a baby bell in there. I'm just going to load up on these Macrons, you know? like Yeah. Last time I had the Macron um, collection, and it was really good. Oh, yeah. And they have a really nice um, collection of boisson, which is, you know, your beverages and shit. They have just, like, tea, the different kinds of coffees. This is a great spot. Mimosa, champagne. Some champagne. Some... <laughs> they don't have a Chardonnay. Chab- Where's the chablis? Not neo Damn it. I want a chablis. Um, but don't get the frosé. It's gross. I'll just tell you this right now. Um, but yeah, you can get like a, you know, a random glass of champagne or brignon. Um, they also have, let's see what else. They also, the, the desserts here are fantastic. They have eclairs. They have like a parfait if you're trying to be healthy. Um, a Napoleon, a creme brulee, which is very good. I've had the creme brulee too. I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, it's it's just like a really cool little boulangerie that you would find anywhere in France. Can't believe they don't have an omelette du fromage. I know, it's bullshit. Well, they kind of have, where did I see it? They have a croque monsieur. Well, it has ham in it, though. Or a quiche Lorraine, that's, that has ham in it, too. Damn it. Yeah, you, you, you got nothing here, fam. I ain't got nothing. That's why I, uh, <laughs> why I never eat there. Makes sense. Makes sense. What was the other place? I think there is. Oh, yeah. L'Artisan de Glace. I have not been here yet. It's going to go all the way to France one day and get freaking chicken tenders. <laughs> get some chicken tenders. They got to have it. They got to have something like breaded something. Um, so this is mainly gelato and ice cream. They also have sorbet if you are dairy conscious like the two of us. Um, they also have an ice cream martini, oh, which I didn't know about. Um, two scoops of ice cream. I'm curious as to what kind. Could I get a mint chocolate chip? That would be great. Um, with a shot of Grand Marnier, whipped cream, vodka, or rum. Hot shit. I did not know these existed. This is what's so great about these tours. Fam. Ooh, they have a caramel fleur to sell ice cream. That is fancy. They do have a mint chocolate ice cream. For all you toothpaste sucking psychopaths out there, they, you can get your uh, you can get your uh, fix here in case in case your ingestion of tooth teeth brushing in the morning just didn't quite hit the spot midday. You can go to France and do it again. Fantastic! Oh, look at these yeah. other like, little. I love it. Ooh, bingo. Yeah, they have a lot of really – this is a really great – they have a great selection um, of different types of flavors. I mean, especially if you've never had gelato. I mean, gelato is just like a thicker ice cream. Um, personally, I prefer it uh, to regular ice cream, although it gives me the, the bubble guts. The BGs. But that's it. Yeah, it's great. Honestly, I think I would get like a scoop of vanilla. Oof caramel though, you know like <laughs> so on a hot day for sure i think i'd get like a scoop of vanilla and then like a scoop of lemon or a scoop of mango just kind of have like the vanilla uh fruit flavor intriguing intriguing so the only sit-down restaurant that's available right now in France is the original Chef de France, which has been there since I think the opening of um, the France the France Pavilion. Um, I have never since eaten the here. Dawn of the French Revolution. Since the dawn of the French Revolution, it is most definitely in the Belle Epoque uh, style. If you know that type of architecture style, um, it's 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 right. You know, you get. I would love to sit in one of the you know like that little glass area. That looks right next to the fountain. It's beautiful. Actually, you know what? I take this back. My mom and I almost went and ate there, but then I got a migraine and we couldn't – clearly, I suffer from migraines. And so we couldn't sit and wait anymore and I was like dying. We ended up just getting room service. But it's a beautiful um, beautiful restaurant. Who is the – or who created it? It's like the three major chefs – um, in France, at least at that time, I think I think a couple of them are dead now. Um, but they created the menu um, at Chef de France. Uh, I was going to say it was uh, Mickey, Pluto, and Donald. <laughs> um, are the menus super different from like lunch and dinner? Probably not. 
But okay. this is uh, – here's my thing about Chef de France. I think people like to go there because it's fancy and it's a very beautiful restaurant. I can't imagine eating heavy French, French food, French toast. Um, French dressing. <laughs> and then going about my day in the park. That just – like I'm just – so – like just looking at some of the entrees and we'll talk about them here in a minute. It looks rough. Although they do have a prefix menu uh, meal, which is the menu Francaise or Francais, sorry. And um, you get an appetizer an entree and one dessert. So that's, it's kind of like a, almost like the uh, dining plan, but like not really. Uh, but yeah, let's take a look at these appetizers. I love escargot. I said it. I fucking love escargot. Brady McCleary has left the chat. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, escargot are snails. Um, they are very tasty and buttery. Must be, yeah, nice, nice, uh, opposite, contrasting flavor to you know if you just stopped off and got your toothpaste ice cream, um, and now you get your your fertilizer food. That sounds fantastic. No, because like they're they're cooked in like butter and garlic, so you don't like taste. It doesn't taste like yeah. But so is pasta and like chicken and that's what it tastes like. It's the same idea in my (sighs) one day I'll make. I say that yeah. I say I say that, but if I was in the environment, and we were actually just talking about this the other day because one of my friends is like super picky, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't like beans. Like I don't like this. I don't like that." And I, I was like, I, I'm a pretty picky eater too, mm-hmm. but if I'm in the environment, I will try something so that I didn't not, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, will I ever try dry seafood ever again? Probably only if I'm ever in actual Japan next time. Right. Um, and then this, if I were in actual France, and then like when I go to ooh, phone call... I know it's because I'm technically working right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not taking it. Okay. Um, When when I'm on, when I'm, when I go on my deployment, like if I get the opportunity to try something that is, you know, a a local delicacy of Afghanistan, like I'm, I'm going to try it unless it's like American, you know, (laughs) like an American person. I don't know if they eat us there, but. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, Army Hammer's got this whole thing going on. So, <laughs> so I would try snails. It's very good. But I'd have to be in the right location. Yeah, yeah I hear I'm you. not just going to go out to the garden and be like, well, I got butter and garlic oh, at wow. home. No, like I've actually, I've never made them myself. Um, actually, you know what though? I don't even think I had, escargot's not really a thing in the south of France. So I didn't have it there. Um, I've only had it stateside. Which is funny. Oh, no. I take it back. I've had it in Scotland. I take it back. I've had it in Scotland, too. It was very good. It's a weird um, way to tell us that you're very well-traveled. Thank you. On to the next. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have a salade de chevre chaude, which is a baked goat cheese salad, which sounds great. They have a charcuterie, uh, which where else are you going to get a good charcuterie? I would hope. I better got baby bell or I don't want it. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> them bring me out of this fancy charcuterie in France? And I'm like, ooh, I don't see any baby bell cheese on this. Um, Yeah, they need to be clear here. And they also have a French onion soup, which always is good. Um, What do we have for an entree? We don't really have anything that's plant-based, so that's annoying. I don't um, have anything. Jesus. But I think that's just France for you. France is like, you go, go fuck yourself. We are not doing a plant-based menu, you know? <laughs> I guess I would do the... The both... The both... Wait. I Wait. I don't I, know how to say it. Oh, the buff bourgnon? Yeah. I bet that's... Yeah. Good. The only thing is, like, I don't like that it's over linguine pasta. I would prefer it to be in some kind of, like, polenta or, like, a mashed potato situation. IMO. Wonder if you could. Whatever. I'm just gonna go there and get a bunch of creme brulee. <laughs> the um, yeah. See, because like if you look over here, they have the filet de boeuf grillé, which is just literally a grilled filet, 
um, with an au poivre sauce, which is a pepper, like a peppercorn sauce. Um, and some mashed potatoes there. I'd rather have, I would take the beef bourgnon and then put that over the mashed potatoes that they are serving over here. I am not Holy impressed shit, by this. Actually, I would go down here to the the, the prefix menu, uh, meal. The, yeah. And the menu, France, France I, I'm Francais. not here today. <laughs> um, 50 bucks. However, you get an appetizer, an entree, a dessert, and a glass of Chardonnay or Cabernet, like, or a soda of your choice. You know, like, that's a pretty good deal for a double double cash mark restaurant. Oh, 100%, especially when you look at the price of, like, so this is only listing four entrees. I don't know if that's, like, just what they're serving right now or if this is just a snapshot, um, but, like, the most expensive thing is $36.99, which in my opinion is actually a real – I actually expected this to be much more expensive. I am I have not looked at the menu from Monsieur Paul. It may be more expensive. But that's a great deal for $49.95. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I would probably get the salmon. I mean, they have a filet de saumon, mariné, au vin blanc, et citron, oui, sauce, champagne. Yeah. Plot twist, guys. There's no way we're getting through the rest of the states. I, the I, know. I was like, oh, shit. And I, <laughs> it's already at 30 minutes. Uh, but what, it's okay. This last thing you talk about in France. Um, I am impressed by their wine selection, which I would hope that this French restaurant would have a very nice wine selection. Um, and let me see what they have by the glass because I don't think I would actually get like a bottle here. Um, they have bottles in the ice. Yeah. It's lizard. They have who is getting who let's talk let's talk about who's getting a Dom Perignon, a $550 bottle of champagne at the Chef de France. What are you doing with yourself? Go to a better restaurant. If I had the money, me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not I mean, I think their buy the glass selection is not too bad. They have a Vouvray, which you don't really see too often on a by the glass. There's no Chateau Neuf de Pop. I mean, they have a Saint Emilion, but that's by the bottle. Uh, Chateau Haute Modin. I'd have to ask my husband about that, where that's located. They have a Cote de Rome by the glass. I'd be into that. So, you know, then they have like the cocktails, which are not in any way fancy, except they have some cures. I love a cure. Whatever. I'm not overly <laughs> impressed by this. I just I just want to point that out. You haven't been able to tell that. But let's let's go to another country. I love I do it's a beautiful, beautiful um place. Actually, if you remember when we went and saw we saw the last illuminations that we ever saw, there's usually a dessert party. Yeah. Yeah. That usually occurs like down these like steps um near the bridge to cross over to the uh UK pavilion. And if there's nothing there and the fireworks are happening, definitely go down there. It's usually there's usually nobody there because it's usually roped off. And for some reason, the night we were there, there was no dessert party. I think it because it was raining. Um, so the whole area was open, and you can get some beautiful shots. Uh, yeah, it was it um, was a very it was a wet night. A very wet night, but beautiful shots of the pavilion and beautiful shots of just kind of overall looking over the water of World Showcase. If you can get a spot there and it's not a dessert party. Highly, highly recommend for fireworks. Yeah, it was a really good time. I felt like looking back on it, I'm like, how did we get like such a quiet spot? And then I was like, well, maybe we were all pretty, pretty trashed. Like, yeah, we, we were pretty trashed. Like, we could have been making it there. I think we, no, because there were more, no, more people came down there. But I think it's just kind of hidden and it's usually an area for dessert parties. So I don't think people thought to look there. Mm-hmm. But we were pretty drunk. I'm just not going to lie about that. <laughs> just not going to lie about it. So let's move over to, let's cross the bridge. So if you're crossing the bridge to your left, um, you'll see the International Gateway. And that would be your walkway to either the Skyliner or um, to any of the Epcot resorts. Um, or you can hitch a ride on one of the, the boats that take you to any of the Epcot resorts. I'm not a huge fan of those boats, personally. I think they take forever. Um, I don't like the stops that they make. <laughs> it makes me angry. <laughs> Are the boats in, in service right now? I don't even know. I have no clue. Like, I have no idea, but that's okay. Um, so let's move on over to the United Kingdom, which I think used to be my favorite pavilion for a very long time. 
um, but I think it's now changed. I'm a, obviously a big nerd about British history, so I freaking love it. Um, and it has a lot of recreations of some of my favorite palaces in the UK, namely Hampton Court, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, it looks like the architectural style that they show here is between 1500 and 1800. So if that means anything to you um, from a British standpoint, British history standpoint, that's a lot of heavy Tudor stuff. A lot of heavy Tudor stuff, a lot of like um, not really getting into some of the newer architecture you see today, but I love it. I think it's a beautiful little walkway. Um, everything's like you see like so many different things. A lot of things like you can see still now. Um, you could see like over in Yorkshire in the UK, you could see that stuff now. Um, but it's beautiful and it was supposed to be expanded, but that's been put on hold now for a while. Yeah. And unfortunately, honestly though, like if you go to the, to the UK pavilion here, other than the Rosing Crown pub is always going to be super hard to mess. get your drink. It's a, it's Lots always packed. You got to push your way in, you know, yeah. you got to, if I have ever been anywhere close to New York, it's the Rosen Crown Pub. And, and um, yeah, I've never even, even in the UK, I don't think I've ever been in a pub that busy. Yeah, it's it's wild. However, it's if you dip off to the back of the pavilion, it is so quiet and peaceful, mm-hmm. unless they're having their little band show there. Um, but yeah, it is so quiet back there. You just like oh, sit on a bench and kind of chill. Sometimes Mary Poppins will walk by. Like. Yeah. And uh, RIP to British Revolution. Okay. If you guys have ever had the chance to listen to that band, they um, are one of the many bands that used to be around and would play all these British covers. And it was always very busy. Like it was super fun. Like you could get a, like a beer from the stand unless you're able to get a beer in Rose and Crown, then great. Do that. But um and then head over and watch British Revolution. And it is very quiet, but then, like, the band comes on. It is so much fun. And they let them go. I don't know if they – I think they let them go pre-COVID, like, temporarily because, um, obviously, that whole area is going to be expanded for this whole Mary Poppins add-on. Um, but then COVID happened and all of that's been kind of delayed. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. But yeah. it's so pretty. I love it there. And even during um, – oh, I can't. During Festival of the Holidays, they would have, like, buskers. Um, if you don't know what a busker is, it's just a street musician. That's just what they call them in the UK. And um, it was just, like, the coolest thing. They have, like, fiddlers and, like, people singing, like, songs. Oh, damn. So great. Shit. <laughs> but um, a lot of really great recreations of famous places, like I was saying. So if you know where Hampton Court is outside of London – um, it was Henry VIII's main, main stay, so he pretty much, you know, lived there at Hampton Court. And so, for me, it was a life stream for me to visit Hampton Court in my life, and I got to, and I like shit my pants. So, <laughs> I love that there's, like, a miniature Hampton Court in the uh, UK pavilion. So, that's, like, the main building you walk into. Um, it's all gift shops, you know. Like, it's the first thing you walk into. It's like they used to have – it's mainly like now it's like all soccer stuff or football. Um, It's like all kinds of soccer stuff. But they used to have a ton of Rose and Crown, like, pub stuff. And this makes me mad. They used to have, like, really – we actually – I record here in my bar um, in my house. So I have a lot of the Rose and Crown shit over here, like towels and bar mats and stuff like that. And they don't have them anymore. It's bullshit. <laughs> it makes me mad. <laughs> I used to love it. Uh, I think there's shops in there like, mm, and it's not my favorite. I did, however, I got a, uh, you can go into one of the shops and get your family crest. You give them your name and they oh, yeah, do like a cool. history search. And uh, I did it for my, my new name of McCleary yeah. and, I got it on a sweater when I ordered it because you get to choose the color of the sweater and you get to mm-hmm. choose the color of the um, of the lettering and everything. And I wanted a green with gold lettering. However, they yeah. sent me months later a blue with gold lettering. Oh. And I was and I and I called and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. There's a mix up. Uh, we'll send you another one. And I got to keep both. They didn't make me send back the other one. So that was really cool. 
Yeah, I, I think I've never. I think my mom has done that there with uh, my dad's last name because my dad is the British one in the family. The rest of us are Italians, um, so <laughs> I think they've done some stuff there. But um, yeah, mainly now it's like sporting gear in in this part, these particular ones, and then you go right through that next room, and then they have like the family crest and family trees, which is really fun. Um, and then the, the next room is usually like English bands. So it's like Beatles stuff, Rolling Stone stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you move on to um, the tea. Ca- oh, no, tea caddies across the street. So like the toy soldier, which is a lot of like British pop culture stuff. So you see a lot of like, um, oh, what's this? Dr. Dr. What's his face? Why can't they? Do- why can't they name? Dr. Who? Oh, my hell. There's a lot of Doctor Who merchandise. Um, there's a lot of... There used to be a lot of Outlander stuff, which was fun. I don't think they have that anymore, which is dumb. Um, a lot of, like, British TV show stuff. And then in the next room over is where you see, like, a lot of the Winnie the Pooh stuff. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And Winnie the Pooh's there sometimes. Well, probably not right now. But for um, Meet and Greet, which is super cute and fun. Um, I do love, like, right behind the Toy Soldier is this beautiful little garden which I never really walked through until the last time I was there. And it's so nice. Like a little 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 English garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really the whole that whole area back there is just really cute and quiet. Yeah, and I love um I love the tea caddy, which so the tea caddy is also connected to another place that has all the the per, the English perfumes. So they always have like someone there from Burberry. Who is spraying shit at me? I do love the Burberry fragrances, but I don't need you spraying them at me or talking to me about fragrances. I am not here to buy your shit. I will tell you this right now. <laughs> but I do love the tea caddy next door. They have so many different teas, um, mainly sponsored by Twinings, which whenever you see us talk about festival menus, um, there's always some kind of Twinings um, tea cocktail or something like that. So it's very yep. cool. Very chilled. It's very pretty at night. Also a great place to um, watch the fireworks from. If you can get into Rose and Crown to watch fireworks, you are a very lucky person indeed, um, especially on the outside, like terrace dining. That's a hard seat to get during the fireworks. Yeah. Um, I like to go in between. I want to say it's in between the British or the UK and the Canadian pavilions, but I yeah, might be wrong. But yeah, it's, I mean, you can always, always find it's huge and you can always find some place. Um, but let's, that takes us to Rose and Crown. So yeah. um, Rose and Crown is styled after basically like any pub you go into in the UK. <laughs> There's like the bar area, which is, it's beautiful. Like it looks, it is so like, you go to any pub in the UK and this is exactly what you see. It's just very small and always packed. Holy Yeah, God. but Matt and I love it. And we have a friend that, well, we've made a friend since our many trips there. And she's always so, so nice. And I just miss her so much. And uh, you can also open up a tab there, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'll, I'll, I just love getting my drinks in there, like a Guinness with pear cider underneath. Ah, mm 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 underneath. I can't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> yes, it's so good. Most people do it with apple cider, but I prefer pear cider. Um, and then I think it's like called a black velvet. And then they also do one with Guinness and a black currant, and it's really good. Yeah, that is very good. Yes. So many good things. And I I love go I've only eaten eaten at the Rose and Crown once. Uh maybe twice. I think about it. Um, um and I'm not outside. Not during fireworks though. We ate there in 2017 when uh my whole family went. My mom loves some good fish and chips. Mm-hmm. And that's where she wanted to eat. So that's where we ate. And it was it was okay. It was like you know, it was okay. I mean, it's like, you know, England, the England, well, first off, England is not known for their food. Let's just start with that. Yeah. Um, although I will say my most favorite meal that I've ever, 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 ever had in my life was at some random ass pub in the Scottish Highlands. And it was just like 
oh, it was like some kind of like meat pie. And it was like so good. It was like the best thing ever. And so I, I do, they do have some like really great stuff. But um, I, I've only had the fish and chips here. However, I am looking at the menu and they do have some really interesting stuff, including an impossible shepherd's pie, which I am freaking out over because I love shepherd's pie. And I'm like, I didn't know they had an impossible like hot pot, which is basically a shepherd's pie. Like that's that's awesome. I'm so excited about that. But they have it's like, you know, like like this is pub oh so so this is like basic as pub food. Like you go to any pub, this is the shit you're gonna find. Um, so you got a shepherd's pie, you have bangers and mash, which is sausage and cold can and potatoes, a pub burger, and you're always gonna find a curry. So there's a chicken masala curry too. I really can't even remember what I got. I must have had the pub burger, but I can't be sure. My mom got the fish and chips. She liked them a lot. And then we found out that the little place next door is like a quick service version yeah. of it. My mother-in-law always goes there and gets fish and chips. That little like walk up. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. It's very, if you guys, seriously though, if you're just looking to get a quick snack and get fish and chips, just go to that. Unless you have the time or can deal with the crowds at uh, Northern Crown, unfortunately. That pub burger looks really good. It also is, so it's an Angus beef patty with beer cheese sauce, bacon and beer battered leeks served with the side of Branston mayonnaise. That sounds phenomenal. Holy hell. Yeah, I'm actually, I don't know. It's probably because it's like 1246 for me and I'm starving. So, (laughs) and I have to work out right after this. My schedule is very specific on work days. Yeah, busy, busy, busy. Oh, make sure you get the souvenir cup. We love our souvenir cup. We'll get the souvenir cup at any of the places you can get. But they have a solid ass souvenir cup at the UK Pavilion, and you can get you, you can get Bass, Smittix, Spottingtons, Strongbow, Guinness, whatever. It's like fifteen bucks. Totally worth it, in my opinion. My cousins and I got a souvenir cup, and I think it was with. I want to say, yeah, it was the Welsh dragon drink, oh. which I didn't end up liking because it ended up tasting too much like cream de mint. I didn't think it was going to be so overwhelmingly mint ice cream-esque. Right. Um, but my cousin really liked it, so she she drank mine. But I got to keep my cup. Very nice. Very nice. They also have some pretty decent scotch flights and Irish whiskey flights. Um, highly, I mean, they're not like anything like wild and crazy. Um, they have like a, a Macallan flight, which is pretty solid. They have a single malt flight um, and some pretty decent Irish whiskeys. Uh, so that's, I mean, you you literally cannot go wrong like getting anything here, in my opinion. I love it. I love it there. I just really miss the drinks. Yeah. I want to, I just want to go back i know okay we oh i think i think we're gonna get through canada guys i think we're gonna do it i think we're gonna do it i think we can do this okay we're moving over to canada and our our neighbors to the north who who are just awesome folk in my opinion but this pavilion is so cool i highly recommend like there's so many cool like nooks and crannies now canada is the actually the only country outside of United States I've ever actually been to. Up until soon. <laughs> Up until soon. And then I'll be going to a good handful. Of some, most of which aren't on this list. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh my God. Um, can't, I love Canada. I mean, you can't go wrong with Canada. Um, I have eaten at La Cellier a few times. It's okay. It's literally, and I think we've talked about this before, it's like literally nothing you can't experience at like a Ruth Chris that it's a really pretty um, restaurant and it's very small. Those are the things that I like about it, but it's it, the gardens. I think the gardens there, the Victoria gardens, which are like, as you're kind of like walking around the pavilion are my favorite gardens in world showcase. They are stunning. They do not get enough credit. And then they ran out of money when they did the rest of it. In my opinion, <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Why? Where? Okay. So like, Let's say you go in up the up the stairs and go through like the city area first, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just a concrete 
hot jungle. Like all there is are just tall, like wannabe tall buildings because they just do the illusion, you know. And they're very pretty buildings, but it's all just beige hot cement. And then you go down and you go to like the little uh I almost called that WandaVision, World Vision like <laughs> 3D or a uh, 360 video that makes me nauseous. Uh, but then it's got like, when you leave that, then it's got all like the pretty, um, waterfalls, that little mountain, and then all the trees and the, the, the flowers appear and it's really pretty and really just really nicely done. But like, I feel like it's so starkly contrasted to that little city area. Yeah, you're uh, right. You're and right. Like, like you're I said, right. I've, I've been to, I've been to Canada. I've been all over the uh east side of canada mm-hmm. went up through michigan and then through the center and down through new york area so i've been to quite a bit of canada, canada um, yeah. and it's all so pretty yeah and i think <laughs> it's so funny because um for those of you who don't know i'm a huge uh k-drama nerd um, Korean dramas and the uh, landmark like this the big giant building or it looks like a big giant building um, looks so much like this really important hotel um, when they go to Quebec uh, in that show that I always like get really nerdy about so. <laughs> I think it's like I don't know if that's like the exact hotel it's it's modeled after but that's what it looks like to me and I'm always like oh my god it's like Goblin I love that show <laughs> Um, but it's a beautiful, yeah, I think it's stunning. My, my husband's favorite part is, and I love it too, is like that little waterfall area where like, you just kind of like walk over that bridge. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's so, like, that is so very nice. Peaceful. Very peaceful. A little misting of the water. Yeah. It's just, it's beautiful. And they've recently redone the Circle Vision film. So now it is called Canada Far and Wide and it's narrated by Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek, which is so fun. Um, I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't even watched it on like YouTube or anything. I want to because they're just my favorite Canadians. <laughs> Next to their prime minister, who is hot. Holy hell. Justin Trudeau, <laughs> help us all. Jesus. How do you guys get through life over in Canada by having such a hot prime minister? Jesus age. Well, when but, they pass oh, out because, of, you know, they just can't handle how hot he is, they – are able to go to the hospital and get treated. <laughs> go figure. I love hearing people say that they're going to move to Canada, like people who are very upset by this year's election. I'm like, dude, that place is more socialist <laughs> than like America will ever be. So get over yourself. But anyways, let's talk about some of the dining that you can experience because Le Cellier is, it used to be, I think it still is, considered one of the hardest restaurants to get into at Disney World. I think it's getting a little easier, but generally it's, it's, it's back in the day. It used to be like the hardest to get into. And if you got a reservation into La Cellier, like people freaked out. And it's basically the list is that capacity right now. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Um, what the heck? Where's the menu? Why didn't the menu open? What the frig? Um, so it's, it's basically a steakhouse, like I was saying. You're basically going into a Ruth's Chris with a prettier location, in my opinion. Um, they also have a fantastic wine selection, and we will get there in a minute, which I find interesting. Um, let's take a look-see, Lou, at their appetizers. They have Prince Edward mussels. Meh. Those are fine. You get yeah, a cocktail. Who doesn't really love in any of these... I love a wedge salad. Oh, I love a wedge salad. I'm so hungry right now. Oh my god. It's it's this is like if you ever go to a steakhouse, this is exactly what you're gonna see in terms of an appetizer. And it's like wedge salad, mussels. They have the, the very famous Canadian cheddar cheese soup, which Le Cellier is famous for, and it is very good. Oh my goodness. I'm I've gone on to entrees. They have an impossible steamed Asian dumplings. That's that is so interesting. I am fascinated by that. Impossible meat dumplings, bok choy, Chinese long beans, red peppers, radish, fragrant Asian broth. I mean. So- I love bok choy. I do too. I do too. Nick hates it. He hates when I cook with it. Idiot. 
but they have a pretty interesting um, menu. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've had the filet there. It is fantastic. Triple A Canadian tenderloin, mushroom risotto, asparagus, tomato relish, and a truffle butter sauce. I don't know how. There's got to be a better name for that. Mm. I think Nick had the New York strip, which has the truffled fingerling potatoes, chimichurri, crispy onions. And there's also a ribeye. Um, they also have a fish selection, so it's a paella, um, which is an interesting selection in my opinion. Um, it's kind of basic. Like you're getting the same kind of sides, like the enhancements that you would get at a steakhouse again. Like you're getting the cream spinach. There's a macaroni and cheese, loaded mashed potatoes, and maple whiskey glazed Brussels sprouts. Um, you- I'd, I would definitely get those Brussels sprouts. Yeah, they look really good. Although I don't know how about the maple. But, mm. the mashed potatoes yeah that would definitely be in the mushroom they also have a po- they have two poutine offerings which would definitely make sense if you're going there for lunch mm. poutine they have oh we have a beef bourguignon poutine now see i would be into that instead of the linguine that they have in france putting that poutine then they have just like the og signature poutine which just has the cheddar truffle red wine reduction And the desserts are actually, there's some pretty good stuff here. There's a chocolate caramel bar, which is very nice. Carrot cake, a maple creme brulee. I don't like maple flavored things. Let me go back. I don't like maple flavored things. I'm in the wrong country for that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it, it really does depend uh, for me. Like, I'll, I'll eat a maple bar donut every now and again, but like for the most part, yeah, like yeah. syrup. I'm not a huge fan of syrup. Oh, I hate syrup. Um, I'll put it on my waffles and on, on my French toast. But like I worked at Bob Evans for a very short amount of time and I could not get the smell of syrup out of my, oh my clothes, out of my it's skin. So uh, it's just there forever. That, oh, God, no. Ugh, ugh. Um, they have a great wine selection. It looks like they don't have, they used to have a Chateau Neuf de Pop by the glass, which is wildly impressive. It doesn't look like they do anymore, but they do have a Saint-Emilion Grand Cru, which, you know, is probably the, the next best thing getting to a Chateau Neuf. Um, and it's like $17 by the glass, which actually is a pretty decent price for that type of wine. Um, they got a Chablis because, you know, I love a Chablis. Um, they also have a Chaplet Pinot Noir Russian River Valley, which is a great place to get a Pinot Noir. And of course, they, Canada is most famous for their ice wine. Which I did not like. <laughs> if you love a dessert wine, you will love an ice wine. Or if you like really, really sweet alcoholic drinks. Um, I like ice wine as a dessert. Um, it's not something that you like drink casually. It's very heavy and very, very sweet. And they do have a selection of dessert wines or of ice wines. So if you into that, you know, get after it. More power to you. Yeah, bless your heart. And uh, yeah, that's Canada. We did it. Holy shit. But we got one more place. What? The backstabbing motherfucker that got rid of my chicken nuggets. (laughs) The refreshment port. Damn you. (laughs) Right at the entrance of World Showcase. Where you can get such wonderful things like poutine, uh, Mm -hmm. chicken tenders, uh, but not in your Bloody Marys anymore. That's where I used to always stop to get a Bloody Mary, and it was so good. Uh, But now they put this giant piece of shrimp on it, and it just makes the whole thing taste like you're drinking shrimp cocktail. Ruined everything. And then you can also get the uh, alcoholic... um, Damn, what's it called? Dole Whip. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super good stuff. Super good stuff. Um, so, But we did it. We're done with the nation. We finished Epcot, guys. Well, we are going to have a... We're going to have a very special episode next week. We're not going to tell you what it's going to be about. So you definitely have to listen. Um, You'll just have to tune in. Tune in. So we finally finished Epcot. Holy hell. <laughs> we did it. As much as I love Epcot, like, I feel like, holy hell, it took forever. Actually, it took about as long to actually get through. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. And that's okay. Because, you know, I like to, like, s- savor my time in Epcot. So <laughs> that's how I'm going to spin this. 
Well, guys, we can't wait to talk to you uh, next week. We have some really exciting stuff to talk about. And this is Annie at WDW Collective. And with me is my most amazing co-host. Hello, I'm Brady. And I can be found at Brady Cam on Instagram or Jason Hines one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, guys, we will talk to you soon. Bye.